Here we are at Pod and Market. If you walk around Newark, you'll notice something about it. There are a lot of statues. We have statues in our parks. We have statues near our public buildings. We have statues on the street. And a lot of these statues have histories behind them. Some of the most famous statues in the city uh, were designed by a man named Gutzon Borglum. He's a very legendary sculptor and carver. He um, is most known for Mount Rushmore, but he's also known for a lot of other statues, um, including or a bas-relief uh, on Stone Mountain in Georgia of Robert E. Lee, uh, Jefferson Davis, and um, Stonewall Jackson. He also has at least four public statues here in Newark that we know of. Um, one was actually recently rediscovered. Um, and two of them are very, very prominent. Uh, one is up by the Essex County Courthouse. It's a statue of Lincoln seated. Uh, it's a statue that's very iconic. Uh, there's a poster in my apartment, in fact, where the statue is part of this um, uh, celebration of Newark as a cultural uh, destination. There's another famous statue he has called the Wars of America, which was built in 1926. It is essentially the centerpiece of Military Park. Military Park is a park that's downtown in Newark. It used to be called the Commons. Uh, it's surrounded by Broad Street, Park Place, and uh, Rector Street. It's also where a lot of major buildings are in Newark. The, the Haynes Building uh, sits right next to it. Uh, the Prudential uh, Headquarters are there, the newly built ones, NJ Pack. Um, and uh, 1180 Raymond Boulevard, which is where your host uh, lives. Um, so it's right downtown in the center of it. Um, and uh, this statue um, has recently been called into question. Um, there's been a lot of debate about uh, the appropriateness of the statue, what it means um, for a Newark that um, what is a very different Newark than it was in 1926. Um, and you may have noticed over the last um, month uh, from uh, September to... Um, November, that there was an installation or a couple installations and in they're all part of one larger project um, that was called A Call to Peace. So A Call to Peace was a public art and history exhibition co-curated by New Arts Justice and the Monument Lab around one central question, which is what is a timely monument for Newark? And this was conceived in response to that statue in the middle of Military Park, um, partly because of Borgum's history, but partly also because of the history around other statues in Newark as well. Um, so, uh, a call to peace was an attempt to sort of engage and question, uh, this legacy, but also invite, um, the public to come, you know, discuss these larger questions and provide, um, some suggestions, some content, some, uh, ideas around, um, how to, uh, sort of deal with these issues. Um, and part of that included four temporary prototype monuments, uh, by the artist Manuel Acevedo, Shakia Booker. Uh, Sonia Clark and Jamal Shabazz, uh, which each responded to this central question. Um, there was also a participa participatory research lab, um, which was staffed by local artists. In fact, one of the previous guests on this podcast, uh, Gabe Ribeiro of the New York Project, was there. Um, and what that, uh, you may have noticed it if you were in Military Park, it was a, a, a giant metal uh, container which opened up during the day um, where there was a desk in there as well as um, pieces surrounding it. Um, and on the desk was, uh, or the table was, um, a couple of um, forms you could fill out with ideas to suggest. Um, and these responses were all collected and put into an open database um, and posted on a community board in Express Newark and will eventually be shared as part of a report in 2020. Um, so to talk about this, to talk about the project itself, how it came about, but also the larger questions around it, we have Aaliyah Allen with us. Um, she 
um, is an assistant curator and program coordinator for Monument Lab and New Arts Justice out of Express Newark. She is also a Newark native, and a quick note, I've known her for many years. Mm -hmm. Uh, She, like me, is an alumna of the White Foundation. So I'm going to throw it over to Leah and ask her, how did this, um, how did you get involved with this project? How did it come about? Yes. Um, Well, first, thank you for having me here. I'm so excited to be here. And yes, uh, representing White Foundation, so it was really cool um, to have that. Uh, How did I get involved um, with Monument Lab and New Arts Justice? It's actually pretty interesting. Paul Farber, um, one of the curators of the project, he was um, actually one of my first professors at Haverford College, where he taught a class on memory, monuments, and urban space. And from there, I've just kind of fell in love with the idea of monuments, public art, history, all of that good stuff. And um, there he started um, Monument Lab, like the prototype phase of Monument Lab in Philly um, with Ken Lum. And basically, I worked as a student researcher for my summer internships there. And um, basically, Monument Lab back then um, was just asking um, the people of Philly, what's a appropriate monument for Philadelphia? And it was really cool to see the city activate it that way. Um, as like a freshman and as someone from Newark, um, not really knowing Philly that well, but like being used to an urban environment, it was cool to work on the project there. And from there, I've always been like the super fan of Monument Lab. I find my ways to um, stay connected. And um Basically, when I graduated and came home, I started working with Salamisha Tillett with New Arts Justice, which is an arts and activism um, social justice initiative where basically we um, try to find different programs and different ways to connect with the community and also artists. Um, And Paul and Salamisha decided to bring Monument Lab to Newark, which was just like a golden opportunity to bring this really special project um, back to my hometown and uh, to just see how it manifests in the city and I think it was pretty cool. So basically just being a mentee of Paul um, and also meeting Salamisha is how I kind of got wrapped up into a call to peace. <laughs> nice. So can you describe all the aspects of call to peace because I did a quick intro but do you yeah. mind just going a little in depth of like the prototypes as well as the yeah, research lab? So many different levels. So basically The central question, as you stated before, is what is a timely monument for Newark? And we are calling the central monument downtown, Wars of America by Borglum, into question. Um, And basically, there's a lot of different parts to this exhibition. So you have the prototype monuments, temporary monuments, excuse me, um, by Shakaya, Booker, Manuel Acevedo, Jamel Shabazz, and um, Sonia Clark. And basically, what those monuments do is just show it, it kind of is an entry point for people to see uh, public art is very present and we there are artists who can respond and actually reflect what the city needs. So um, I thought that, like, I just love that part of the project to begin with. Um, but what Shakaya did was kind of build um, serendipity was her piece and it was this huge question mark, um, which you could see from an aerial view. I don't think many people notice that, but it definitely brings into question, you know, like who gets ownership of, you know, who's invited into different spaces to see things from different perspectives. And the same with the Borglum statue, if you notice how the park is actually constructed, mm-hmm. um, it's a huge sword that divides that guarded, fenced mm-hmm. uh, lawn area. But basically, um, Shakaya's piece, it's a huge question mark, and it kind of, you know, really brings the idea of 
calling Borg women to question. And then um, Jamel's project, the Veterans Peace Project, we basically inserted these huge images, which I just love the idea of just kind of cutting off that sword. Um, of one was of Larry Dyer, who was a Vietnam vet, and the other of Jillian um, Brock, who excuse me, Jillian M. Brock, who was a daughter of a Vietnam vet. So basically, his project was to call attention to veterans of Newark um, and to introduce peace into that dialogue, especially you know kind of their eye level with this monument that's about war or mourning and all of that. So um, bringing veterans into the dialogue. And then um, Manuel Acevedo, he had this archive. He's also from Newark, as you mentioned, but um, he kind of has this ongoing archive of what to do with the monument and um, his proposals of it. So whether that's um, he did this is happening, which was cam up, and he basically covered the monument with different materials, and he had a proposal board of different things that we should do with it as a um, as you know, to introduce how to deal with this very complicated uh, figure um, and statue that kind of like is the first thing you see <laughs> when you come downtown um, to the park. So, and then Sonia's piece, Monumental Fragment, um, was actually inside of Express Newark because Salamisha was very, very passionate about the idea of inside outside mm-hmm. when it comes to gallery spaces and art exhibitions. Um, and thinking about public space that way, you know, who's invited in, who gets to see work inside as well. Um, and basically, her piece was um, a repli- replica of the um, the Confederate truce flag. So these are all different ways that we're thinking about peace and we're calling peace into question um, in Newark and in response to this very tense and interesting figure. Um, so that's the artwork. I could talk like hours about the entire exhibition, but there's also the community engagement aspects where our research lab is where we invite community members and the public to say like, this is what, like, what do you want to see? What is a timely monument for Newark? Um, so there's a proposal sheet and I think we got about 200 from the lab alone and we're doing different engagement, um, trips. We're going to visit some schools, um, and different outreach groups. But basically, um, it was really cool because you just saw like a range of responses of what people want to see added to the city. So um, that included different uh, monuments to artists and local artists that included um, monuments in terms of like a community center, um, education center. So what's actually being represented in the city um, is basically what uh, the 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 proposal forms kind of stand for. And we also had a newspaper where um, different, we invited different folks to write. Salamish and Paul have a joint essay. Mark Krasifix has an amazing essay on um, Borglum and how to contextualize him. Um, and, you know, it was just different elements of the project. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the last month I just kept seeing, every time I saw you, you were like running. Oh, I'm uh, always running. Yeah, always and like running. it was a very busy month for you. And the place, I, I mean, obviously I see you in Express Newark and in the Haynes Building, but one place I, I saw you quite often was at the, um, um, that little, I sort I, I of called it a pop-up. I can't think of, what, what was the actual name for the metal uh, container? The research lab. The research lab. Yeah. 
Um, what was that like uh, being there um, oh, and interacting so cool. with people? Um, so this is this was always the most interesting part for me because I'm such an introvert and I'm such a behind the scenes person as like an assistant curator and a program coordinator. I'm always concerned about the little things. Um, but Paul always says um, this one thing, like he's said it a hundred times, like you can't hide in public. So when you're in the lab, all of your titles kind of go away. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be present. You have to be ready um, to talk about the artwork. You have to be ready to talk about the city. You have to be ready to talk about the history. You have to be ready to hear what people want to talk about and what's going on in their lives in the present moment and what they have to bring um, to the space. And that's a part of the work of doing a public art exhibition. It's not just, oh, here are these amazing artists or here's um, all of this history. You have to actually be ready to connect with people. So I give all the credit to our research lab associates, Gabe, Jillian, and Diana, and Sydney, because they were there Wednesday to Saturday, um, you know, braving yeah, the cold. The cold. <laughs> they were and there. a very angry squirrel, I remember. Oh, my God. It was so intense. That squirrel just like kept coming up. But they were there, and it, it takes a lot to just yeah. be transparent enough and vulnerable enough to actually talk to people and see what they think. Because there aren't many places where you can do that, yeah. especially in Newark. And as someone from Newark, um, that was very important to me to be able to put this lab together and to have that space for the city. Even though we were we were de just downtown at Military Park, I know that that has some challenges, but it's still really cool to see, you know, the passerbys and even people who weren't comfortable enough to stop by and, like, have a conversation. They did their, like, peek through, yeah. and um, you could tell that it still sparked a thought. So I was just super proud of the whole thing. <laughs> did you think people sort of naturally stopped or did you have to do a little bit of like you know like inviting oh, in and like gotta, trying to convince people you gotta invite in but yeah. some people do naturally stop and that's what people who are like i gotta get this off my chest you know mm. sometimes it's really interesting um before we actually opened during the summer we did a ton of site visits with all of the artists and site visits to where to military park oh, okay. so you know when you're just testing out okay where is this piece gonna go what should this look like you know mm -hmm. actually putting the exhibition together and i remember one day i'm doing a walkthrough with manuel acevedo and it was just so beautiful to see people come up and be like oh he's taking pictures i'm taking pictures too yeah. and they're asking us like what's going on here are you with working with the city like you know people are interested in like who's occupying yeah. space and um who's in their space so it's just really cool to see activate ideas. If, I, if i remember i was at the um there was a public panel you, you all did in new york museum i think it was the end of october yes um and that's where i think i first met paul and 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 yeah. um you know, met a lot of people involved in the project. And I think Acevedo was there, right, if mm -hmm. I remember correctly. And he talked about... Yeah, he was on the panel. When he was setting up, people just like, kind of randomly started helping him, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that is like the, the, the magic of this project is the yeah. community. It, it's the, really the heartbeat. It, it, that panel was so cool because we have Manuel and Sonia and Paul in conversation with Salamisha. And I just think that their energy was so magnetic. And you can actually see that in the park as well. Yeah. Um, especially when Manuel, he did his um, cam up happening. It was a public art happening. And that's when he actually physically covered the material. Mm -hmm. And Salamisha and I, like, we were laughing about it because we were like, oh, we're just going to be out there for an hour. And, you know, it'll be fine. But then we were out there all day. And it was cold. It was like the first day of the Narc Arts Festival. We're like, people aren't going to want to yeah, stay. Yeah, that was a very cold day. I remember that. Very cold day. People yeah. were like, people aren't going to want to stay for this. And people were outside all day. We were just mm -hmm. genuinely shocked and impressed um, and we definitely owe that to the energy and the 
the the spirit that is Manuel Acevedo. He like saged yeah. the monument before he started working, and then people were sitting in the grass, and I was just like, this is a true display of community here. Yeah, I'm trying to remember from the lecture. He talked about why he specifically used covered. Do you, do you can you explain a little bit like what the the intention he had behind covering the yeah. the the monument? Yeah, it was so from my understanding, um, it's definitely. So the, the title of the happening was Cam Up. So yeah. from his proposals, you'll see it's kind of like how to, you know, bl not blend, but like cover this to, to sh reflect the actual city and like the natural landscape of uh, Military Park. So in his proposals, you'll see like some of it is like a reflexive material. Mm -hmm. Some of it is just like the monument disappears completely. And I think that's just, it's just really interesting to see how he sees it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um so uh, just to go back to the research lab, because I think that's like the art is great. Um, uh, and it was nice because it was like ephemeral. So it was like there for a minute and then gone when you least expected it to be gone. Yeah. Um, but the, I, I do like the research lab component because that's where you really got people to interact with it in a, in a very concrete way mm. um, in a very permanent way because people were writing down what they were thinking. Um, what uh, I want to hear like two things. So one is just like what kind of people were stopping or that yeah. you got to stop? Like what was the range of people? But also... What 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 were the responses? Were they positive? Were they mm -hmm. negative? Were they almost all positive or almost all negative? Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, there was a huge range of responses. Um, and the, there were so many different types of people. You have people who worked at Prudential stop by. You have people um, who are in the park every day that stop by. You have students who stop by. Like, you literally have everybody. People who aren't even from Newark stop by. Mm -hmm. And they were like, ooh, what's this? So um, that that definitely was interesting, but I think that's what you get whenever you're doing public art um, or whenever you're doing anything in public, you're going to get people. <laughs> You'll get some supporters. We had some regulars stop by for mm -hmm. our talks. It was super cool. Um, but on the flip side, the, the reactions, they definitely were um, a little bit of everything. I think, you know, I, I wouldn't call any reaction negative. Um, but I think that they were all insightful. Some people thought that, you know, don't do anything to the monument. This is history. Um, you know, Borglum was here. We should just leave it as is. Some people were like, oh, no, take it down, you know. Um, some people were like, well, I really care about this education crisis that's going on right now. I want an education center. Why are we talking about Borglum? Mm -hmm. um, some people are like, I love art. I love Nork's artists. Nork is for artists as Gabe would you know, plaster every like it, it, it just is a range of responses. And I think that it ties into what the central goal, excuse me, for the project is, which is if we go back to the title, Call it a Peace, it's for us to like think about what we need for that, like what's needed and how many different people we can invite in to have that honest conversation. So I think we achieved it. So what do you think the biggest misconception about a call to peace is in terms of the way yeah. maybe people talked about it in social media or, or publicly? Um, I think <laughs> the biggest, and, and I think this also happens with Monument Lab, is that we're taking down monuments, or better yet, that we're putting up new monuments. Mm. Um, I think even, um, this is how, you know, I'm like everywhere doing the uh, deinstallation of Serendipity, the Shakaya Booker. Mm. Um, I was outside with her and her team, and people would come up and be like, y'all taking it down? I thought this was here to stay. <laughs> and we were just so, um, it was a eye-opening moment for me because, you know, it shows that people want more work like this, but yeah. also it shows that people care about what's, being you know represented and what is actually up in the city yeah. so 
yeah, I think you, you'll get the range of responses, but um, the the most, the biggest is like he, we're here to put up new monuments throughout the city. But, right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think there was a lot of, and um, I, I felt this when I put my I tried to put my finger to the pulse was uh, there were like initially we see what's going on in, yeah. in New Orleans. We see what's going mm-hmm. on in. Um, I think New Orleans is actually the prime example because that's where it's been most active, at least yeah. in terms of pulling things down. I think Charlottesville there was also yeah, a push. For sure. um, and so I think the first thought was like, "Oh my God, it's happening here!" Mm-hmm. Um, and take that, you know, yeah. I think some people will be like, "Oh my God, it's happening here!" <laughs> finally, or people will be like, "Oh my God, it's happening, it's happening. here!" Yeah, you know. Um, and I think that was the initial maybe rush, um, and at least I personally was pleasantly surprised because I think you guys bucked whatever expectations people had by saying, no, this is really actually about mm-hmm. listening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Less, instead of, um, you know, being part of a larger agenda to, right. to take something down. Yeah. Um, I think that's really interesting because, um, and we even for Monument Lab, we even have, um, one of our fellows from last year, take action Chapel Hill, um, they do a lot of work with, um, like, bringing down... And even one of our youth fellows, Diana Bryant, like, she does a lot with, like, Robert Lee statues. She's from Charlottesville. And um, I think that those are such important movements, um, and it's important to give love to them and show that people care. But I think one of the most important things that came from a call to peace, and also if you look at, like, what's happening in New York in terms of, like, new public art um, mm-hmm. monuments, if you'll say, coming up is that people are taking notice that this is something that directly um, impacts the North as well. Yeah. Um, and Salamisha also, like, really, really talks about that a lot in her work and just, like, you know, there are effects of the Confederacy here and we don't really notice that because we're in a city and it's a different um, energy here. But I think um, it's really important to know that even though we're not explicitly saying, like, take this down, or mm-hmm. we're more so asking people, like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you think? Uh, this is your your platform to speak on it. Um, mm-hmm. It shows that there's a movement here that is very important and we should be thinking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, so I guess this is an interesting question, not to focus too much on the, statu- the underlying statue instead of the actual work you guys did, but I'm wondering, what makes Wars of America different or or frankly the same um mm-hmm. to the other discussions um that are particularly fruitful in the south but yeah. maybe not occurring up here as much but like what makes is a statue different is it unique or is it just you know a different flavor of of you know like is is it the same as stone mount which i feel like is a, is a stupid question but like no it's not stupid yeah <laughs> no no but i mean stupid in the sense of like it's it's set up like I think, of course, they're not the same, but like yeah, but and they have ties. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you explain a very specific tie? I mentioned in the beginning, but can you explain yeah, one of the well, most concrete, the, literally concrete ties? <laughs> <laughs> well, the the actual mountain, the actual stone of the um, base of Wars of America is from Stone Mountain. The mm-hmm. granite, I'm sorry, yeah, is from Stone Mountain, which we know is a site of white supremacy. It's um, a site for the KKK. Like we can go into these histories. Um, and what I think is important, what I think is interesting about Wars of America is just, like, if you look at it, it's not your typical monument. Um, like, look at the number of figures on there. I mean, there are no figures of color, of course. Yeah. But just look at the number of figures that are on there. Look at the horses. Look at the way it's situated. There's a woman on there. Like, it's very interesting to me. Um, but I also think that it's, like, like the way that it activates the park is what's more interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, 
through our exhibition, people were able to climb the monument. Um, Like, where does that happen? You know, um, people were able to um, look at it in a different way, especially when Manuel covered it. It was just so many interesting things that happened from it. But, um, but yeah, I, I think it, it definitely has its ties to the Confederacy. I think it definitely stands for something. Um, and I think the fact that we're able to call it into question is more important, especially for me, because, mm-hmm. you know, as White Foundation, like, we used to eat in that, I don't know, yeah. you know, like, I was a little to, bit later, I'm sorry, earlier, but, yeah, like, we get, I used to eat in yeah, this yeah. park every day, um, I used to hang out in this park, I used to walk by it, and, like, it didn't do anything for yeah. me, it didn't resonate for me, when I would think of home, I would not think of Wars of America yeah. or the monument, it didn't define the city, so, it's important to I, talk about. I guess from my perspective is, uh, so I, I live in 1180 Raymond Boulevard, which is a, a uh, it used to be an office building. It's now residences mm-hmm. ever since 2005. And I've lived on and off in there since 2011. Um, and so this is a statue I walked by all the time before the, you know, military park was even refurbished, you know, yeah. back when there was still stone, stone yeah. at the bottom of the the, the sword itself. And um, I, my interaction with the um, statue has been almost solely on a aesthetic level as mm-hmm. opposed to historic. And I'm sort of, every time I walk by, I'm a bit transfixed by it just because of the sheer... I, I find the faces fascinating because there's no two faces at the same. They yep. kind of have all these different expressions. Um, I particularly love the the man. There's a man and the woman facing um, north, so mm-hmm. meaning that they're the opposite direction of everyone else, um, and they look very worried. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've always been like drawn to that uh, that part of the uh, statue. Yeah. Um, you know, George Washington, like he's at the front, whatever, and like you know, for me, it's like six of one, half a dozen of the other. He looks like all the other George Washington <laughs> statues. But when you start looking at the other faces, for me, it's always been like this really cool aesthetic experience. Um, and um, you know, I always knew that Gretzen Borglum had designed it, but I, you know, I only knew a little about his history. Um, and I think what was cool about this whole project was I, I started seeing more aspects of it and more of the discussion around it. Um, but like, I, you know, to be fully honest, I got that tinge of fear. It's like, oh, but this thing I've been looking at for years and I kind of fallen in love with might might go away. Not that that was going to happen, but that was like mm-hmm. part of that initial, mm-hmm. like that sort of gut reaction you get. Um, yeah. uh, do you feel like there was a lot of that, a lot of fear or did people express that in the, the research lab? Um, I would say not as much. Like we did have a few people who expressed that and just even there were a few articles, you know, that mm-hmm. like people, people care about it. Um, this is something like you, it, it's in your routine, yep. you know. Um, but I think what's important is that we were able to talk about it. Um, and I, I think it's like what you're describing is, this might sound mm-hmm. a little like crazy, but mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like, I have the same relationship with history. Like mm-hmm. this is, yeah. these are the books that I've read growing up. This is what I was taught. And um, these are the symbols I know. Yeah. But as you grow and you learn more about them, you have to kind of rewire your brain to yeah. put in more stories and understand the context a little better. So it doesn't mean like, um, you know, some people are like, I, I, I can't stand this. I hate this. It has to come down. But yeah. some people are like, no, we should probably leave it and we should talk about it and we should... Um, consider it. You know, there's so yeah. many different responses, but I think that's what's... In, we need to think about the responses. We need to open up the dialogue. Yeah. How many people are asking community, like, what is a timely monument for Newark? Like, no one's considering that question. It's always, you know, oh, well, this is what happened, or this is the facts, and this is... But, like, I think it's really interesting when we ask people to reflect what they need and yeah. what they see. And what we got was... 
um, we want more artists. We want <laughs> we want um, more centers. We want more yeah. community. We want more spaces where there's nature. We could sit and think and all of these things. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I'm I'm trained as a historian. I've, I've done archival research in my mm-hmm. life, and you know I love history. And I, it's funny because I don't, I don't have the same reaction. Because for me, history it's like it's very easy actually because I can distance myself from that in the sense of like for me it's just data in a sense yeah i see uh and and their stories and like you can learn from them I, and, and i've always been a um I, I try not to moralize history i just see history as like here's how the world was and then we can moralize our own mm-hmm. our own current time and like create structures and, and 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 try to promote our form of justice our form of the good society so for me it's always been easy the hard part is when you get to art and things that you develop attachments to mm. right so like like for me a history it's like I you know I, I can hear a thousand stories but I always get like oh my god what does this statue mean to me but maybe it means something else to other people yeah. um, and along that point I, you know there was someone who I'm very like I'll say close to who was um, upset about the removal of the statues um, in New Orleans and whatnot and mm-hmm. said you know, why are they removing history? And, I, and and like, it always frustrated me when I heard that comment because I was like, well, that's, they're not removing history. Like, it, the history doesn't disappear when right. you remove a statue, right. right? I mean, it's one thing to like destroy archives and destroy records like mm-hmm. that. I don't, I don't approve of. No. <laughs> but when you're like, the statue needs to be down like by town hall, mm-hmm. right? Or, you know, the, on the main boulevard where people see it every day, like, that's what, at least for me where I, I've always like found uh, at least an easier line to draw. I don't know if it's the best line to draw, but at least for me, it's like one that like, you know, it's one thing to be like the statue of Robert E. Lee sits downtown. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what's that's that like, that's what's so beautiful about this project is yeah. because it you can tap into that relationship and you can think about what that means for you. And I think that's what public art mm-hmm. should be for. Um, that's what calling these we need to pay more attention to the symbols yeah. that we have up and that's why people want to take them down because they don't have a relationship to it it's yeah. not reflective of the cities or the communities that they're occupying like that that's not it's not what they stand for yeah. so um by you know and and that's what we're trying to i personally that's what we're trying to get i feel is what we're trying to get at is what is the relationship what is the story because yeah. that becomes a part of history and that's what and that becomes what's important and that's how we keep this archive going we keep this conversation yeah. going and we become inclusive and we do all this good um we have to think about you know the people and um what they think and how they feel about these things and you know art would have yeah. no purpose if it doesn't reflect the people you know so. right, right right yeah it's kind of funny and it's like you know this is like obviously always going to be a continuing discussion because, you know, as we sit here, well, not, I mean, over the last year, at least, there's been statues going up in yes. town. So it's like, it's like this is like, yeah. uh, and not necessarily artistic statues, statues that are, you know, done with the the sort of express mm-hmm. blessing of the city. The two I can think of most recently are in Peter Francisco Park, we have um, the Immigrant Monument, which I can spend hours talking about. <laughs> uh, and then you have most recently, um, at least that I can think of in the downtown area or the or the main areas. Um, in Lincoln Park, you have the Kenneth Gibson uh, statue that just went up. So it's like it's not like this is like you know we're just talking about statues that mm-hmm. have gone up recently. Like there's always no, new statues coming online. Yeah. And I think what's also important to note is that through this project, we're also calling into question what is a monument. Mm. You know, um, it's not always a statue. 
Yeah. It doesn't have to be, you know. I think we also at one point we, I can't remember what day this yeah, was, but sure. we got into it about like the renaming of streets. Oh yeah, like that's monumental. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So like, it's so many different ways to think about how do we represent the histories and stories and narratives that are actually living in the yeah. city and present in the city. Like what is important to the city. Yeah. Um. So. I, I think that's where the research got cool. It was just, it, the proposals were like, is it, there weren't just statues people yeah. were asking for, you know? Like, it's so many different things. Has there been an attempt, you may know this, you may not, but I, this is actually fascinating. Has there been an attempt to catalog every single public? Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard because, like, where do you draw the line between monument and art? Like, yeah. usually it, the line sometimes seems clear, but there, there are a couple examples in the city where I'm like, is that art? Is that a monument? What, like, uh, what do, or is it just there? I, <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it was not anything. It was just a yeah. piece of stone. Um, but, you know, is, has there been an attempt to catalog everything in the city? Because I feel like you, most people assume, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, of course, there must be some, like, you know, department in City Hall that's, like, knows where every single mm-hmm. thing is. But yeah. that's not necessarily true, is it? Or? I have no clue, honestly. I, d- I don't know if there's an attempt. I And I think it'll be very difficult to do that because... Yeah. You, um, this is where I guess like the text, this is like where textbooks get complicated, yeah, become yeah. complicated. Um, like why I don't, I, I think it would be really beautiful. I know that we, um, our intern, um, Claire, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. She, uh, did this like huge, uh, research project where she actually took, she found pictures of every, uh, statue in the city oh, or okay. monument, nice. um, in the city. So, I, I mean, that's an effort, but then you get into the question of, once again, what is a monument? Yeah. So, like, what about the shrines that people have? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah, or private or Catholic. Private. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I remember um, in Philadelphia, one of the most memorable um, proposal forms that I got into, that I, I was able to talk to someone about, was this man. He was, like, on the go. Um, I was like, sir, can you please just fill out this, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, like, can you please fill out this proposal form? And he just draws this teddy bear and he says, no more teddy bears. And I'm like, so confused. And I'm like, can you just speak more? So he was like, no more teddy bears. I'm tired of seeing teddy bears go up when people die oh, in my community. Yeah. So I want a monument to say no more teddy bears. Like there's the way people think about symbols and representation and what that means for their communities is so deep and there's so many different levels. And that stuck with me because it brought me back to yeah. a memory I had of growing up and seeing like all these teddy bears and candles and things um, like on the porch of someone who passed. Yeah. The, you know, so um, it, it, we can't just worry about cataloging yeah, it. Yeah. We have to think about what are the ways to open up the conversation yep. and open up the dialogue to see what is really what people are really holding on to when it comes to their memory and their thoughts about their their space. Yeah, I, it's funny because, like, you don't even think about the ephemeral ones, mm-hmm. right? I mean, like, do you catalog mm-hmm. the call to peace stuff, mm-hmm. right? The prototypes right there, right? Like, because those were, like, a monument for a brief period, mm-hmm. but then, poof, gone, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, you, to, to highlight what you said earlier, there was the, the, the person who came up to you and said, wait, what? It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, but another thing about the teddy birds, like, I kind of feel for the guy a little bit because... You know, a there's the the you know when the candlelight vigils and the teddy bears and the flowers come up, it's often, it's unlike a gravestone because a gravestone at least is just marking where um, a person's remains are. Yeah. Or it's, it's, it stands as a place to where you can physically remember someone, but those are always at the point of of death where that death actually occurred, exactly. as opposed to where you you're putting the person to rest. Um, and but they decay. That's yeah. what always got me sad about those because no one ever really cleans up 
Maybe someone does. Maybe someone does remove this stuff. But like, yeah, I, sometimes I you just sit there yeah. and like it's kind of sad to watch like the teddy bear literally decay, decay. almost like it's yeah. a body. Um, maybe that has some greater meaning. I don't know. Um, <laughs> sure. But that's funny when you said someone came up to you and was like, no, because yeah. that is a statue. Yeah, and this just and mind you, this came about in like a minute and 30 seconds. Like he, he wasn't standing with me for hours yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. this. This is just what was on his mind and this is what he had to say. So just imagine what happens when you activate a city to have people talk about this on a, on a grander level. It yeah. does a different, <clears throat> personally, I think it does a, a level of healing um, and listening that we don't do enough as a society. Yeah. So yeah. what's the relationship to Monument Lab and, and, and the Call of Peace Project uh, mm-hmm. to the city and to officials and I guess the county yeah. too because there might be some county overlay going yeah. on and state overlay as well yeah so um we did have mayor actually come to the opening mm-hmm. um and he sat on the panel with Salamisha and um director Linda Harrison from New York Museum and I mm-hmm. thought that was a, a beautiful mm-hmm. beautiful conversation they're also poetic and amazing Um, But basically what we're doing is we're developing this report to the city. So what's really cool about the report um, is that no one really asked for it. (laughs) You know, like no official was like called Salamisha Tillett and said, hey, I need you to get me a report to the city about what's happening in Newark and what people want in terms of public art. Um, But basically the report um, is just compiling all of our research and thinking the different and um, synthesizing the different ways in which uh, you know, what came out of the, the research. So um, for the reports of the city that we did back in Philly, you know, it showed representation. It showed all of these different things. So we'll be giving that to the officials mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and making it accessible, but not just to the city, but also to yeah. the the city as in the people in the community. So, um, so this report, um, will it, obviously you, it's not published yet. I don't, I don't know if you the, no, yeah, it's not it's, published. I literally just the other day finished uh, filing away all of the proposals. Right. And we still have some more engagement. Um, also, shout out to Fiami um, mm-hmm. Shakur, who was our curator of engagement. And she just did a wonderful job of getting her students involved, community involved, to come mm-hmm. fill out the proposal form. So we still have a few trips that we're planning mm-hmm. to do. Um, and then we'll most likely the report will come out in 2020. Will there be a conclusion to the report or like some kind of thesis statement? Maybe I'm, uh, maybe there's going to be a surprise. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Manny, maybe we need to bring <laughs> But no, um, we'll see. We have to okay, look at, we'll, yeah. we have to do a deep dive into the research um, and figure out the ways in which we want to because no report should look the same. And I actually remember being in class talking about what a report to the city looks like, you know? Mm. Um is it a PDF? Is it just a newspaper? Is it like a video? You know, it could be done in so many different ways. Yeah. So we have to really, you know, put our thinking hats on yeah. and see what's the best way to, yeah. you know. I mean, as this. a podcaster and, and mm-hmm. um, someone who worries about public issues, I mean, for me, I, I just, I, you know, accessibility. That's what I, I, I throw to you guys mm-hmm. is like, just make sure it's not something that, you know, the council gets or the mayor gets yeah. gets filed away. Like if there's some way to exactly. like make it public and accessible in more ways than one, obviously there's language barriers. Um, so, you know, making it as broadly accessible as possible is my, my rec, but like who am I to make recommendations no, anyway? <laughs> no, accessibility is key. Yeah. Yes, for sure. <laughs> um, so we, where, where to now? So we have the report. Is there any other, is it, um, will Monuments Lab uh, be doing any more stuff in Newark? Uh, so... We have, it's like so many things happening, Mm -hmm. Um, but we're just really coming off of the 
the the beauty of a call to peace and closing and reflecting. Um, but also, we do have exciting things happening. The Monument Lab uh, catalog, well, more so book, uh, was just released. And um, Marissa Williamson, yes. I wrote a piece on her uh her piece from the Miami Lab 2017 exhibition is crazy because you both like... Yeah, but we, we, we actually over... So uh, <laughs> just a yeah. quick note for the audience. I feel like we're yeah. leaving them out here. So, Sorry. <laughs> uh, um, so I went... This is like a random Saturday two weeks ago. Yeah. I went to the Monument Lab... Um, uh, sorry, to the uh, Call to Peace um, Research Lab. And I met someone there who not only lived in my building, but we overlapped in undergrad. And so it was like a total so coincidence. Cool. And we ended up spending the whole, like, yeah. I, I, like she was, you know, we were trying to get her to like, she, you know, lived in New York for a little bit, but like was trying to like find new ways to, you know, become part of the community here. And, yeah. and we had, her, we, she hung out for the rest of the day with a bunch of my friends. And yeah. it was so, a lot of fun. I mean, just to point out, the only reason why I bring it up, I normally wouldn't bring something up like this, but the fact that the research lab was a point of contact, not just for interacting right. with the monument, but people interacting yeah, with each it was, other. It was for community, yeah. you know, it's like we didn't just put like a shipping container in there just to, you know, just for aesthetics. <laughs> you know, I, I think it did look kind of cool or the way to, we or activated to piss it. Piss off some squirrel. Oh upset. yeah! Oh my god, the squirrels! It, the squirrels were like they they were looking for homes. It's cold outside, yeah. so I, I can't be too upset. But I was very disturbed. Um, but no, it was a it was yeah. a space for community. It was a space for people um, to just come and meet each other. And now it's like full circle because. You know, this amazing artist, you know, I think that's something that's happening for us. Um, hopefully we'll do like a book release party here mm -hmm. um, and panel discussion, hopefully. But, you know, it's just really cool to see the different ways that Monument Lab is traveling all over. And also New Arts Justice. We, you mm -hmm. know, we're, we're a new s initiative in Salamisha. This is like a startup for her. And to see this public art exhibition be one of the first major projects that she's doing and to see it be so successful and I feel as though she met so many new people in community and so many people from the community met her didn't really feel like they had access to her. Yeah. So I just think that through art, so many things can change and open up. And um, I'm just excited to play a role in it. <laughs> yeah, and for our audience, um, we mentioned a lot of stuff here. I'm going to yeah. include links in our show notes yes, to all please, these different, from New Arts Justice to... Um, to the uh, Monument Slap to Call a Peace, yeah. to also just images. Because I think the hardest part about this conversation is it's a very visual oh, so, conversation, so right? images have come yeah, from yeah. this. Um, like, it's just so much. So, yeah, yeah I'll give you all the links. <laughs> so, uh, so let's move on to the part we end with every okay. uh, podcast with, which is what are you excited for in Newark? Oh, my gosh. Um, I would say I've been thinking a lot about this question, actually. And now that a Call a Peace is over um, for now, um, I am most excited about the Four Corners, um, the public art yes. and murals initiative. I just think it's so beautiful. I went to the, I didn't get to stay for the opening reception, but I went to the um, the tours, like the little walkthrough of, not the little walkthrough, the walkthrough of all of the different murals. And it, I was just blown away. Mm -hmm. um, I, just, I just think it's so magical to do... Um, a project like that and to involve so many different people and com not combine but kind of curate this narrative that represents Newark like what the womb what um, a woman pilot is doing mm -hmm. um, with their mural and then you had Manuel do a mural to Jerry Kent it's just so many beautiful things happening and um, I'm a fan of public art so uh, that's what I'm most excited about 
Um, <laughs> do you mind just for the audience telling us where the Four Corners oh, uh, project is? Oh, that's so is? important. Um, so there's one on Halsley, if you keep walking down, and um, I want to say it's Treat Place. If you keep yeah, yeah, okay, I'm I know. So bad with directions. Which is actually very close to where we're oh, recording yeah, it's like right now. Pretty much around the corner from here, but yeah, I'm yeah. so situated by the park yeah, in course. my mind. So, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm kind of excited because there's a lot of overlap because uh, Gabe Ribeiro, who was on this podcast, yes, um, he is he has one up there, and I think is Jillian Emrock who was involved. Is she doing that something? She's with the Woman Violet and yeah. and their whole entire collective. Yeah, that's just really cool. Um, so beautiful. For me, um, I'm just excited because the holidays are around the corner and, you know, um, I'm a big, big Christmas geek and I'm just excited in general to start seeing all the, there's a tree going up in, um, in uh, Washington Park. Another park, we could talk about the statues there. That's a whole That's a podcast <laughs> from Columbus to Washington to <laughs> Seth Boyd. I mean, my God, there's so many statues in that, in that more than actually um, military, military park. park. Yeah, for sure. Um, Again, but then again, you know, go back to earlier part of the conversation, what is a monument and what counts? <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, you know, it's really cool that they're doing a tree lighting there. Um, I'm just so excited to start seeing, although I think it's a little early. Um, I'm calling you out Gateway Center because you already put up your decorations in the middle of November. Yeah. Um, just a little early. Um, but <laughs> it's, it's fun to see the city kind of, you know, at a very, very um, time without light that mm-hmm. there's, um, you know, Christmas, Hanukkah, Diwali, all these holidays that kind of come around this time of year yeah. are all about in, invigorating light back into so an unlit place. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, think you think about our ancestors, like this was a time of year where it was, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, you know, it's very dark. So, you know, and I think of these holidays, it's not just like specifically religious holidays, but as an attempt to, you know, celebrate the fact that you've survived what is for humans, the darkest period. Oh, yeah. um, and then everything is getting lighter from that point on. Um, so I, I, I often like that time of year, and you'll see me in my red velvet jacket, my green bow tie, <laughs> and being all holidaysy. Um, but yeah. Sounds good to Woo-hoo. me. <laughs> uh, so that's it for this episode. I want to thank our guest, Aaliyah oh, Allen. Thank you, um, Manny. This is so good. Thank you. Um, this is Manny Antunes, host and producer of the Pod Market Podcast, editing and sound engineering by Phrase, uh, a podcast logo and design provided by Robert Conti, additional creative input by Samantha Kateas, pod intro and outro music by Dan Myler. If you have a subject you would like to hear discussed on this podcast, please email podandmarket at gmail.com or contact the pod through social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So I'm going to end with a quote from a selection of essays uh, published by Gia Tolentino this past summer called Trick Mirror, Reflections on Self-Delusion. So let me explain Gia Tolentino to you. She's an essayist and writer. Um, You've seen her probably work in The New Yorker. Um, She published this collection of essays on... Um, it's kind of fun to listen to read something that is so focused on being of this age without referencing the the person who always gets referenced today, and that is the President of the United States. Um, she actually instead focuses on what it's like to be a millennial and sort of living in the social media and internet age. Um, uh, Gia, not only being brilliant, she actually at a young age was on a reality television show. So she's this great essay, in the, the second essay in the book, that's all about just her experiences on being reality TV and the faulty memory she has about it um, and the way she's like kind of tricked herself into believing things about her experience there that are not, you know, necessarily true. Um, and also just like sort of where all the people she's become friends with have ended up since then and what reality means and all this kind of stuff. Um, but I'm actually going to read us, uh, the last paragraph from her first essay, essay, which is basically the introductory essay, just about the internet. And it, the title of the essay is The Eye in the Internet. Um, and this is the last paragraph. What could put an end to the worst of the internet? 
Social and economic collapse would do it. Or perhaps a series of antitrust cases followed by a package of hard regulatory legislation that would somehow also dismantle the Internet's fundamental profit model. At this point, it's clear that collapse will almost definitely come first. Barring that, we've got nothing except our small attempts to retain our humanity, to act on a model of actual selfhood, one that embraces culpability, inconsistency, and insignificance. We would have to think very carefully about what we're getting from the Internet and how much we're giving it in return. We'd have to care less about our identities, to be deeply skeptical of our own unbearable opinions, to be careful about when opposition serves us, to be pro- properly ashamed when we can't express solidarity without participating, oh, sorry, putting ourselves first. The alternative is unspeakable, but you know that. It's already here. Thank you.